Welcome to Cinema Bushido. I'm your host, Matthew Whitaker. Tonight, we are talking about Fist of Legend from 1994, director Gordon Chan, and starring the uh, fixed-wing aircraft propelled by jet engines, Mr. Jet Li. <laughs> and it's a great name. Uh, this is the classic retold legend of Chen Zen, who is a badass, and a thorn in the side of the asshole Japanese in this context. Uh, the Chinese are rat bastards as well, as they um, cause just as much trouble for poor Chen Zen as the Japanese. But eventually he meets a hot chick. He has to have a huge library of fight sequences where only the master of fuel, jet fuel, can win. And he does win. So uh, tonight with me is uh, a very special guest, a man from the East, but also uh, from the West, Mr. Johnny Ma. How's it going, Johnny? Hey, good. How are you, man? Excellent. Excited to be on the show. Yeah, you you brought this movie to me. Uh, you were like, "Let's watch Fist of Legend," and I'm like, "I haven't seen that in years." Uh, what do you think? What's your What's your take on Fist of Legend? Kind of cheesy, but you know, cheesy in the good way. <laughs> yeah, not for sure. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak Cantonese to my Japanese girlfriend, and she's going to understand and speak Japanese back to me, and we're all good. <laughs> Uh, see, you get the subtleties of it. I'm like sitting there half the time and I'm like, wait, that sounds like Chinese, but, uh, I don't know. Like sometimes like, you know, the big fight with, uh, the old skilled Japanese dude and him and, and he's, they're like talking freely between each other. And I'm like, well, is the Japanese guy talking Chinese and is the Japanese girl that doesn't understand Chinese understanding Chinese? Like... It was very confusing. It's interesting because he's actually speaking Chinese when they're fighting in the fields. But then he's speaking Japanese when in the opening scene where the Black Dragon Clan are coming to raid him. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, so this was a Golden Harvest film. I thought that was really cool. I, I mean, I don't think I've seen... It's been a long time since I've seen the Golden Harvest logo pop up. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. All right, so this movie starts out, you said it, the Black, what what are they called? The Black something clan? They're the Black Dragon Clan. Black Dragon Clan. Well, they come in, for some reason, they like beeline into a school to find a single badass Chinese guy sitting in the back of the room, and they decide, we're going to fuck with him. And they break the poor old man's glasses, and they're just being dicks, and we're not fucking around. He broke the limbs of like five of his first six opponents. Yeah. Break broke broken leg, uh threw the guy against the wall, and basically he kicked everyone's ass, and then uh Fumio, the the old guy who's supposed to be yeah. leader of the clan, was like, Oh, I told you guys not to fight this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was hilarious, yeah, because he's like, oh, so who are you exactly? And then, of course, girlfriend steps in. She's like, hey, uncle, your your dudes broke my pencil. I need money. He's like, I don't have any fucking money. And, of course, all these poor bastards walk up and pull out, like, all the shit they have just to buy her another pencil. I, I call that high maintenance. It is. It is, yeah. but, you know, when, when you got to... When you got a hot chick like that, you got to do what you got to do. She's really pretty. What is her name? Uh, let me, let me, Shinobu Nakayama. And 
she doesn't even have like the cool like icon on IMDb that shows that she's done anything else. But she's done she's done a fair amount. Oh my god, she's done like thirty films. They just it's a lot of T V movies and Yeah. After nineteen ninety four, life did not treat her well. <laughs> I think she did a great job in this though. I thought she was really nice and fun and she 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 was convincing. She was convincing, and she said things that you wouldn't expect sexually oppressed Japanese women to say. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, I spent the whole weekend with him. It was fucking awesome. So, what do you think of Jet Li? Jet Li is, uh, is Jet Li, you know. Is he, like, one of your top martial arts guys? or He and Bruce and Jackie are the... The most known ones. There's also the other one, Chow and Fat, and he's actually known by Chinese people for doing porn back in the day. <laughs> okay, well, let's think about that. So this movie is a remake of uh, Fist of Fury, which was the actual original title of what was sent to the U.S. as the Chinese connection. Um, and it's all about uh, uh, Chen Zhen. Uh, Chen Zhen not even being a uh, he's just a fictional character. It's not even a real character. But yeah, so as a remake, I don't know. You have you seen Fist of Fury slash Chinese Connection? No, I can't say I have. Well, there's Bruce, and I don't know. I feel like this. The one trouble I had, the one problem I had with this movie, the sped up kung fu, like they're trying to make it faster than it actually is. So they're doing a little bit of like the, let's move this up a few notches where I feel like we learned later on with things like man to go ahead and slow it down a little bit. So, I mean, natural style is great, but you might miss a little something, but speeding it up, kind of, kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Speeding, (laughs) speeding it up. It's kind of, kind of weird, but, uh, there's also some other things like I'm going to kick the tree and it's going to snap in half kind of stuff. Ah. Totally. Yeah, we got to a point in this film where it was not in the realm of real people anymore. Like, there was that whole training sequence of just breaking shit. It's like, okay, well, here's a rock. Here's a tree. Here's, like, whatever. Like, it was the most epic, like, it was the most epic, like, breaking shit training sequence I've ever seen. Here's the, the biggest wooden sticks I've ever seen in my life. Come smack me in the chest and I'm not going to feel the pain, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they went overboard with that. All right, well, let me let me stop. Before we get to the end, which is, that is the whole end, is you know, we're breaking shit with heavy stuff and nobody's getting hurt. But what was your favorite scene? Favorite scene has to be the field fight. Ah, uh, yeah. It was it was interesting because he's like, I'm going to go challenge whoever I want to challenge. And, you know, the military can't tell me to. That's what uh, Fumio, the old guy, and he, he wanders out there and, you know, he's, you know, they're fighting and, you know, it's relatively even. Then the wind starts to blow and it screws with his eyes or whatever, which was kind of weird. <laughs> well, I feel like it was like some allusion back to the Japanese movie Harakiri. And it was about, like... The guy who has the advantage is the guy who is, like, upwind, so he doesn't have any of this shit to deal with. Yeah. And then, you know, they decide to do their blindfolded thing, and they call it a draw. 
Dude, what the fuck was with the blindfolded thing? All right, so they're kicking each other's asses. It's great. It's typical, you know, a lot of, like, flying, a lot of stopping kicks. Um, I have to say, the kung fu in this movie, the martial arts, I shouldn't say kung fu, the martial arts in this movie leave a shit ton to be desired. They're very video game, and they're very much 1994. Like, that's what we're doing. And it was, you know, that's what Jet Li brought. Jet Li did this, and black mask and all this stuff where we went from like well we didn't really have anybody we had like jackie chan and i love jackie chan like you love jackie chan but we know he's more of a acrobatic comedian you know it's really funny oh i'm gonna punch you you fall between a ladder oh no the ladder stopped the punch and then the ladder falls on the guy you know it's like this big comedic sequences and we love him for it but it wasn't the bruce days and you know i love bruce lee more than I love any martial artist. Um, but that said, in this, it was kind of like, well, I'm going to do a Bruce thing, but I'm going to take it over the top. So we're out there in this field. We're fighting our asses off. Um, we're speeding it up so everything looks faster. A lot of leg sweeps, a lot of odd blocks with punches, a lot of kicks that make people fly too far, which is a little bit funny. But then you said it... Uh, Okay, so now we're putting on blindfolds. <laughs> and now we're going to do the blindfold fight. And that was just weird. Well, it, it's it's weird because if you understood what they said, Jet Li was like, oh, I noticed that when I punched you, your, your eyes were kind of jacked and I could have hit you. <laughs> so since you have that problem, uh, I'm going to blindfold myself so we're not even... Oh! That makes way more sense. <laughs> And then, you know, Jet Li gets his ass kicked a little bit when they're blindfolded, and then they're all on the ground, and they call it a draw, even though Fumio guy is winning, kind of, at that time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like that guy. He's obviously a classic actor. Um, I'd have to look him up, but you could tell he's been acting a long time. He's cool as hell and you know i feel like that whole thing was orchestrated so we would be like okay because you know jet lee was still pretty new to the well this maybe was his second like western film yeah because this i think his first official official film where he started speaking english was lethal weapon right okay <laughs> yes yeah, so which comes way was that later than this this is 94 when does lethal weapon it was lethal weapon 3 i believe was when yeah okay so yeah right 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 and you know i feel like i heard of him like maybe right before that it was black mask for me which was i think 1996 i like him better now i feel like today a hero he was fucking wonderful hero might be his best film right hero or you know uh i i, I liked romeo must die quite a bit too uh, me too yeah, so he's come upon himself. Like, at this point, he's getting a little old, and he's actually fucking awesome. I mean, I I loved him in the Expendables movies, and uh, uh, he did a movie called War, I thought was pretty awesome. War was pretty good, him and Jason Statham doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so um, my favorite scene, believe it or not, uh, I'm such a retard about favorite scenes in Asian movies. But um, 
the cook is offended. Eve's like, ah, oh, there's no fucking way I killed the big boss. And they all start fucking, like, giving him shit. And he's just losing his mind. He's like, I fed you all. But then they kind of get over it because Jet Li's like, or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Chen Zen is like, uh, well, we've all been eating the food, so fuck off. And he gets his bowl of rice and he grabs a little food and starts eating it. But the thing is, is I'm such a sucker for that sort of buffet of Asian food. <laughs> so that's like my favorite scene. I'm like, I'm watching him eat. I'm, it made me so hungry. I mean, maybe deep down, I'm just like, I'm like uh, Overeaters Anonymous kind of guy. I need to go to like support. Oh, dude, I'm watching all that. I'm like looking at all the food. It happens all the time in Zadoichi. Zadoichi will describe the different kinds of food that they're eating or and it happens, oh God, a ton in Korean cinema. You know, I love the way the Koreans just, they put out a full buffet anytime anyone wants to eat. And it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. You know, in America, the U.S., you know what we do? Everybody sits down with their big fucking beef burger and some fries and they just sit there and get fat and they don't share. And they don't, yeah, I like the sharing of food and I like, I like the types of food. Anyway, that's my favorite scene. <laughs> it's definitely weird because, like, I've gone out to dinner with people and it's expected that we eat family style. And they're like, no, I'm going to order my thing. You're going to order your thing. And I'm like, that's not how it rolls here. <laughs> right, right, right. You go to a place and it's expected that you're to share. And they're like, well, when, you know, Chinese places are classic for that. Even, like, the worst Chinese places, like P.F. Chang's. They have, like, family style, but they'll just let you. They're like, oh, okay, you want the the whole Kung Pao chicken, okay? So they just bring, like, the biggest platter of it and put it right in front of a man, and the man eats. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I didn't really see too much food when they were eating. All I saw was chicken, steamed chicken. Uh, they were, like, some uh, they were like some dumplings. I love dumplings. Uh, you know, I don't get to eat those too often, and... There were a few other things. It was a it was a nice scene. It was that it was early on in the movie, because after that the chef just got shit, and I guess eventually he really did help kill uh, the boss. Yeah, it, it was interesting because you know they're, they're all they're all blaming him, and then Jet Li starts eating. He's like, "Well, the stuff has poison," according to everyone. He's like, "Well, you know, the master ate with everyone, so we'd all be dead if it was true." <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get to the end now. Uh, or, you know, we're done with favorite scenes. That was my favorite scene. I got your favorite scene. We get to the end. This movie is fucking crazy in the end. We got the sped up kung fu. We got the blindfolded acrobatic super dance. But then it's time to fight the Japanese. And that breaking shit with his entire body sequence. Uh, there was a point, this is where, like, the, it's the suspension of disbelief. So I'm just kind of going along, and I'm believing it all. Even the fast kung fu and the weird broken arms and stuff. I'm like, sure, whatever. You know what? In some world, there's probably a guy that's badass like that could just can look at somebody's arm and it breaks. But then this fucking Japanese dude, how do you train yourself to get kicked so hard in the head that you just kind of like... <clears throat> Oh, that didn't hurt. <laughs> didn't he remind you of Ivan Drago? Oh, totally. Yeah, maybe that's what they were going for. <laughs> they were doing the Drago. They were like, because he was like, he was a robot. 
and you know that that training scene was kind of like you know when you saw Drago punch the thing and it saw the PSI on his punch, right? It's kind of like that sequence, yeah. right? Oh, dude, it was just like that. I mean, so the sequence of just breaking stuff. By the way, all the rocks they broke were like the same kind of like fake granite stuff. <laughs> like it was so it was so obvious. But then, yeah, you said it. Like when um, I forget his name, but the bro, the bro. So Jetly, or I'm sorry, uh, Chenzen, he came with his bro, and his bro, what's his bro's name? Ching Ching Yan. Okay. So Ching Yan, he's like, yeah, I'm here to fucking challenge you. And like, the first thing he does is he comes up, and we all know getting kicked in the side of the head really hard by somebody who knows Kung Fu it's gotta hurt. Anyway, uh, Jap Master was just like, nope, didn't feel it. <laughs> he kind of cracks his neck and shakes his head. And I'm like, wait, okay, so that's weird. Like, like there's a way to be like, like to take drugs and you don't feel pain, but you're still going to kind of be affected by somebody like throwing their entire weight at your spine and neck muscles and stuff. But no, this, he was Ivan Drago. I'm glad you brought that up. So Terminator, he's just like, he's getting kicked by every, in every direction. He should be dead and he's not. He's just kind of shaking it off. He pretty much kills Broski, and then it's time for Chen Zen. So, yeah, take it from there. Tell me, tell me how you saw it. I saw it where you know I'm gonna punch you a couple hundred times, I'm gonna kick you, and there's nothing, and then all of a sudden you know start to weaken, right? <laughs> right, a little bit. There, there was a there was a little point there where you know he was bleeding, and it kind of leaked into his eye, and Jet Li thought he was gonna do something miraculous. And was going to kick his ass then. And then you see Jet Li flying across the room. And it was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. That was the craziest, like, finale I've ever seen. Like, of all these martial arts films. Like, because this was taken so seriously. And it's based on the same story. You know how the original one ended? Bruce Lee kicked everyone's ass. And then he, like, leapt out, and they, like, machine-gunned him, and he died. That was the end. That was the end? <laughs> like, this was more like, um, all right, I'm fighting the huge robot, and then, yeah, that's kind of like, that's the end of Chen You saw the huge oh. robot. He was trying to do the backbreaker thing that he did to Aku Tagawa. Yeah. And he and uh, Jet Li kind of hooked his neck and did like a WWF wrestle move on him. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah, he did the the hook, and then it was like he was going to throw him, and he like used. <laughs> Here's maybe one of my biggest problems with this movie. It uses the dynamics and physics of the universe of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it shouldn't because it should use the dynamics of. Fist of Fury or Chinese Connection, like some classic kung fu movie, but it just doesn't. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weird shit. Yeah, there was other interesting parts of this. You know, when uh, Chen Zen and his brother show up to challenge the guy, you know, yeah. incidentally the traitor is there <laughs> and yeah. gets called out by by Fujita, uh, General Fujita. And he's like, oh, this guy, this guy took the bribe. Oh, let, let's kill him. <laughs> oh, that was weird. It was like, okay, so by the way, guys, I just want you guys to know, like, I'm on your side. This guy, he's the one who did it all. He and his friends, they killed your master. 
Okay, so now I'm going to quickly pull out a gun, and without even second-guessing, shoot him through the head, let him fall to the side. Now, a huge group of people surround them. They all have their guns out. I even feel like they were like, uh, what do you call it, the knife on the end of the gun. Um, Bayonet? Yes, they have, They all had bayonets. Like, it was like that hardcore. And then the Japanese guy was like, okay, everybody, just grab this guy I just shot in the head and get him out of here and take off. You know, I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, were you taunting them? Trying to make them feel better? Trying to help them get closure? Like, is this therapy? And, like, some sort of extreme therapy where you still threaten them with bayonets and rifles, but and you, we kill their guy that's a bad guy and i i don't know because right after that it's time to fight but if you were the traitor why would you just be there right (laughs) it's like listen i took the bribe and i took the money so i'm i just i'm ready here to get shot in the head here so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would be in another city or i I would i'd still be back at a a jing women and just you know do anything like yeah (laughs) All right, well, um, I'm about to give you a top six challenge, as I do on every Cinema Bushido. Uh, did you want any final thoughts on this? No, no, I'm All right, well, I'll say I liked it. I liked the movie. Um, I have a few problems with it not being sincere to, like, what martial arts are really like. But I like that we're telling the story of Tenzin again, and... I thought it it had a lot of like fun moments, you know. I did really like like you did. Your favorite scene was definitely second to me because I loved the whole fighting in the field and I could see what they were trying to do, you know. Even up to the blindfolds. One of my favorite scenes, uh, and you could just go out on YouTube and find this to anybody listening, is just go out and look up uh, Fist of Legend, Japanese dojo or whatever, and it's a great scene. It it isn't I I. I lie earlier and I say it's too fantastic because he's breaking too many limbs and stuff, but there's a lot of like really authentic martial arts there. And it's cool to see Chet Lee walk into a group of probably 15, 20 guys and kick all their asses before eventually going ahead and kicking the ass of like the, the main dude. It's awesome. So, well, I take that back. I do have a final thought. Um, Please. yeah, I did like it. And, and, you know, Jet Li, Jet Li being the noble guy, you know, ditching the, the Kung Fu school to be with this chick. Yeah. Kind of interesting. And then living... No, I like that too. Yeah. It had to be a hard decision. Like, this is his whole life and family. And he's like, no, I'm going... And I would have too. I would have been like... Like, he was still just like, no, listen, I'm still letting them vent. I would have been like, no, we're out of here. Come on. Come on, hot, hot Japanese lady. We're going to go live in the fields. Cause they live in, the live in the fields with the mice and all that crap. Where she... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what put it. Right, she was so afraid of that mouse. That was hilarious. Yeah. All right. Well, dude, are you ready for your top six challenge? Sure. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I, I always jump to that because I'm like, all right, movie, gently done. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about Fist of Legend? Nothing on my side. How about you? Um, your, your thoughts? Um, I wish I would have trained in that style of Chinese boxing Ooh. so I could be like these guys, but I haven't. And I know you have a bit. 
Uh, I once did a kung fu stance with Johnny Ma, and he pretty much, he almost killed me. If we wouldn't have been drinking so much and planning to go to a Denny's to sober up, he would have murdered me right there as I stood. So thanks, Johnny, for not killing me. You got to get it right. It was a IHOP, not a Denny's. You can see you remember it all because you have the mind. <laughs> you're the you're the you're really the one. If if you train okay. if you train that style, you get the uh, accelerated, you know, quick kicks that he had at the uh, the last scene. Listen, next time I see you, I'm not telling you this. I'm reading it all from a book. I'm reading the style. I'm going to break every fucking limb you have. I'm going to walk up. I'm just going to be, hey, Johnny. I'm going to reach out like I would shake your hand. I'm just going to, just like in this, when the the black squad of uh, bad, black dragon clan comes, I'm just going to start breaking your limbs. You're going to cry. <laughs> You're going to be the saddest Johnny Ma I've ever met. Sure. <laughs> Let's see it. <laughs> yeah? No, it's going to happen, dude. It's going to happen. All right, dude. Uh, top six challenge. Are you ready? Sure. Right away. Your number one question, Johnny, is what is the most legendary creature from Greek mythology? Um, the Minotaur. Yep. You're right. Yeah, exactly. The Minotaur was a humanoid mythical creature with the head of a bull and the body of a man. He dwelt at the center of the Cretan Labyrinth, which was an elaborate maze designed by the architect Daedalus for his son Icarus. The bull man was eventually slain by the Athenian hero Theseus. Nice work, Theseus. That guy was fucking ugly. Personally, I like Medusa more. Medusa would be scarier to me than the Minotaur because the Minotaur I could potentially outmaneuver him and get behind some trees, swim a little you know <laughs> he's he, he is not invulnerable and Medusa uh, well, you look at her dude, the classic trope is you cut off Medusa's head and you just hold it up at people and you make them into stone and murder them yeah, but you know, you cut off Medusa's head, and when you do that, the head is the head reanimates. It's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that with the Minotaur. Where I'm gonna hold up the big fucking bullhead. Look, everybody. Oh, you're not scared because he's already dead, and I'm just holding his head. So now you're gonna murder me. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, that would be a sad. That would be a sad night. All right, number two. Who is, this one's a hard one, who is the most legendary country singer of all time? Uh, this one, Willie Nelson, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to the interwebs, a couple different threads, it's a gentleman named Merle Haggard. Well, I imagine he looks really haggard. Uh, that joke never gets old. I know it does to everybody listening, but it doesn't to me. And that's why if you ever meet me, you can punch me in the stomach. I accept that punch. Jimmy Rogers and Johnny Cash sang about the present experience, but Merle Haggard lived it. Singer-songwriter who made his mark with songs about the common men and women, his music ran the gamut. From songs of love and heartbreak to unabashed patriotism. Anyway, Merle Haggard's the guy. Okay. Awesome. Can't say I've listened to anything that he has made in life. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to take uh, exactly one second here. Merle Haggard. 
Okay, let me just jump to... Oh, I guess I should put in songs. This is for everybody listening, because nobody's heard any. Um, Mama Tried, Pancho and Lefty, The Bottle Let Me Down, Oki from Muskoki, Silver Wings. Okay, so uh, in other words, no one has ever heard a song from <laughs> <laughs> How is he? How is he the most legendary? If no one has heard of him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it just goes. I mean, I would have chosen like uh, Marty Robbins or Johnny Cash or you said it. Um, what's his name? Willie Nelson. Hot man. Willie. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, number three. What is the most legendary video game of all time? Double Dragon. Mario. <laughs> Did you say Mario Kart? This is in Mario. <laughs> oh, Mario. It probably would be, but uh, the answer is uh, Legend of Zelda. Uh, Ocarina or, or of Time or Link to the Past? Or it is Ocarina of Time in this particular... I mean, I'd looked at a couple, but a couple of them had Zelda at the top. I bet you could choose one or the other, but Zelda kind of goes down in time. There are probably a lot more people cosplaying Zelda and Link than are Mario and Luigi. Even though I do see a lot of Mario and Luigi. But I think that's more like, haha, I can't I can't actually cosplay as anything else. <laughs> Put the mustache on. People who cosplay as Zelda and Link love Zelda and Link. I think Final Fantasy beats Zelda. Because there's been a lot more Final Fantasies than Zelda as a personal thing. Well dude, if you want my opinion, it's Grand Theft Auto. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much fun playing that game. Like legendary I'm like Trevor Phillips Industries, but yeah, I don't get my, this is not, I didn't, I didn't make the answers. God damn it. <laughs> I'm just saying there's been a lot more Final Fantasies in this world and there's been a lot more popularity. Oh God. It's like Final Fantasy. Like, like 50 now. Or 12, <laughs> right? It's like 13 or 13 or 14. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's gotten crazy. But then again, you could say, okay, for as many Final Fantasies, Skyrim and stuff. Skyrim came, and Skyrim, the same fucking game I played like 10 years ago, is still the same game that exists today with maybe slightly better graphics. I think they just say they're better. Well, they they, oh. add, they add DLCs to it, right? Well, sure. But they also say, you know, remastered. Then you go look, and it's the same shitty dragon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your number four question. Who is the most legendary samurai of all time? Most legendary samurai of all time. Yeah. I, I, I can't say I know any samurai names. No. Well, I'm just, you lost this one then. So you're at one, you've got one right. You've lost two. That's three. You have to get the last two right to win. Uh, the legendary samurai, his name is Miyamoto Musashi. And he's just... They made freaking epic movies about him. He's he's the most legendary. I could read a bunch of stuff on him, but people would get bored. I'll do the basic stuff. Uh, he was a samurai. He was he was a samurai. He became a ronin. He lived during the Sengoku period. He wrote a book called The Book of Five Rings. Uh, he came up with all these uh, sword techniques. Uh, if you ever get a chance, go watch. There's a there's a three part movie with uh, Toshiro Mifune called Samurai 1, 2, 3. And 
that's the American title. You could find it on Netflix, I'm sure. <laughs> the Japanese title is like Miyamoto Musashi, super badass guy, 5,000, whatever. Anyway, it's really good. Number five. What is the most legendary food of all time? Most legendary food of all time. This is a curry. Ooh, you got it. Dude, yeah, uh, the Matsuman curry. Cause, yeah, because curries exist everywhere. There's curries in Africa, in Britain, uh, obviously Indian curries, uh, Thai curries. Yeah, yeah curry. curry somehow made its way through time. Yeah. Nicely done. Curry is just directly a mixture of spices, right? That's what it right. is translated yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what makes a curry a curry, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I'd like coconut curry. Muslim curries are different. Maybe they all have coconut milk in them? Not necessarily, no. All right, well, I don't know. Curry powder? But it's curry powder is made of something, so now I'm just stretching there. Well, yeah, curry powder is just a mix of spices. Yeah? So, well, there it is. But I do think that the, the curry does come from somewhere, and it had a it had a signature. Um, like, in particular, I know the... I believe it's the Vindaloo. Um, yeah, I think it's the Vindaloo. was actually invented by the Brits, like, based on other Indian curries. But, like, there are certain curries that are English-only curries that are, like, super spicy, but they came up with them, you know, in the same way that... Um, uh, hipsters came up with uh, burgers with polenta buns and eggs on them and um, pickled vegetables. <laughs> There's a particular restaurant, I think it's in the Northwest area, where it's like a, a vegan curry, but it's made by Asians, and it's literally called, uh, like, burn your ass off or whatever it's, it's, it's a chi- translation of chinese <laughs> the restaurant is called that oh that's funny <laughs> well you know one thing i always had like curry when i was younger um but it was pure indian curry and i'd get it mild so it was really just chicken with a interesting sauce with rice yeah interesting but, sauce with rice <laughs> yeah but it was the uh it was the british uh sitcom red dwarf that taught me more about um like in particular vindaloo there's a whole line in there about the only thing that can kill a vindaloo is like a, a lager and you know about how, how they drink beer to cover up the spice but in this case it was a vindaloo monster that they had to kill with beer so <laughs> if you're indian you drink a mango lassi and it's all good right exactly yeah and the brits go oh, with beer yeah, i appreciate that better okay so uh this could be hard uh We'll see how deep your knowledge goes. You've got two out of four. Um, you need one more. Let's see. Is that right? One? Two I think so. Five. Four. Two out of five, unfortunately. Okay, so then uh, what is the most legendary tank of all time? Tank. Uh... At least tell me who made it and give me some idea about it. <laughs> How do I know this one? <laughs> I don't know, but you could have been like, okay, German tanks are the best tanks. And I don't know. The American tanks are the best tank? I don't know. <laughs> no, Soviet machine takes the lead for the best tank. Uh, combat power, strength, maneuverability. It was called the T-34. It was the most desirable equipment of conventional warfare. Well, sir, um, I have one tie question, but you didn't tie... I'll give you this one, and it won't it won't save you, but 
Who's the most legendary martial artist of all time? That would be Bruce Lee. That is correct. It is Bruce Lee. It's always Bruce Lee. It'll be Bruce Lee until the end of time. He died so young that he would never be toppled. Bruce Lee, most legendary it, martial artist. It's not Jackie Chan, you know, the perv, that the Chinese <laughs> You know, hey, have you seen the trailers for that new movie he's doing, The the Foreigner? No. Oh, it looks good. But I, think, I think Jackie's coming back. Chinese people call him a perv because the movies he's been doing till that time it involves him and usually some young girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever seen the movie New Fist of Fury? Fist of Fury? New Fist of Fury. It was uh, Bruce was dead, and Jackie Chan decided to be the Bruce Lee character. It's quite odd. No. Well, I'll send it your way. Okay. Johnny Ma, you're the best. Thank you for joining me for this. Um, uh, Johnny, until next time when we do Ip Man. Whoa, Donnie Yen. All right, we'll see you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks.